You're listening to the Homeschooling Families Podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Welcome! Every week, we bring you simple answers to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. With August fast approaching and back to homeschool time being upon us, whether we're ready for it or not, today's conversation will be all about a few simple things you can do to ensure the best homeschool year yet. I want to share really a few seemingly simple things that can revolutionize your homeschool efforts and mindset. As we're approaching this new year, whether it's your first back to homeschool season or your 21st, I want to encourage you to take advantage of all that membership in TTD 365 has to offer. For years, I was kind of shy about touting the importance of it, but the older I've gotten and the deeper into my journey I go, I recognize more and more how life-giving these resources and community really are. There is no question you'll have that you can't get a solid, actionable answer for in TTD 365. There's no discouragement you'll face that you can't find an encouragement for it there. There is no need to walk this journey alone when there's a massive, active community of homeschool families with the same focus as you have walking together there. A membership in TTD 365 can give you hope on days when you feel like giving up. It will help you focus on days when things seem too chaotic to find your way through. And it will provide countless reasons to smile and laugh as you participate in the conversation in the small groups, the discussion threads, the meetups, the retreats, and more. If you haven't made TTD 365 part of your homeschool efforts before, do so this year. I promise that you'll get more value out of it than you would ever have imagined, and you'll see the benefits of it in every area of your life. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash join TTD365 to learn more and sign up today. Again, that is teachthemdiligently.net forward slash join TTD365. I also want to make sure that you're aware of some really exciting events we have coming up to further equip and encourage you as you do what God has called you to do. Next week, we'll be launching our third annual Back to Homeschool event. That is a power-packed virtual event bringing together great new content from some of your favorite speakers. It's a fabulous tool to jumpstart your homeschool year with fresh ideas and renewed excitement. Watch your inbox to get your ticket as soon as those are available. Our TTD Live events are going strong, and we have several in the works for you this fall. We'll be hosting a one-day event in San Diego, California, October 22nd. We're also finalizing details for a one-day event in Washington, D.C. this fall. So stay tuned for more specific details about that one very soon. You can learn more about all of our events, whether live or virtual, and secure your ticket by going to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events. I'm so excited about the opportunities God is giving us to serve families all around the country all year long. This has truly been a prayer of ours for years, and He is so faithful to open doors at just the right time. I sincerely hope to see you and your family at one of our many one- or three-day events through the school year, and I would love to get to know you more in TTD 365 all year long. So be sure that you dive in, take advantage of these resources, and I look forward to seeing you at all of those. Now, like I noted before, 
Today's conversation is all about heading back to homeschool um, in a way that maybe you haven't done before. Now, if this is your first back to homeschool, you're probably doing a little bit of freaking out right now. There's probably a measure of insecurity, a little bit of fear mingled with an overwhelming excitement. And honestly, to be very, very sincere with you, that may be what your neighbor down the street that's been homeschooling for five years is feeling too. It seems like every year that I got to this point, I would um, I would be so excited to get the routine back to to feel like I had a little bit more control over my days. To I was ready to do more learning together. Homeschooling is so much fun, and I know that. And I, so I would always have this huge huge measure of excitement. But there's also that little bit of dread that comes with knowing that once you start, you're you're going, you're in it for the long haul. So um, I hope that these very few, very simple steps that we're going to talk about today will give you kind of a jump start. Now, I, none of the things that we're going to talk about are actually academic. The Well, I guess one of them kind of has an academic element to it, but for the most part, the things that we're going to talk about that will set your homeschool year off on a really, really good foot are taking care of some things that can cause great frustration and really remove a lot of the peace and calmness from your home if you're not focusing on them. So like I noted in the introduction, these things are not earth shattering But when you take care of them, when you enter your homeschool year with these in mind, it changes everything and it can really set you and your children up for success. So I want to just dive into these. I'm going to give you four things to think about and to set kind of some infrastructure to set your homeschool on this year. Um, And then everything that you hang on it is going to go so much better. I promise you. I've been doing this a long time. I can tell you from experience that if you knock out these four things, it's going to make a massive difference. So let's dive in. The first thing, and always the first thing that I talk about when I discuss homeschooling, is it is so important that you know why you're doing this. Now, if you have already written out a why statement, if you have taken the time to write down why you are homeschooling in the first place, why you would embark on this big, crazy journey, then remind yourself, kind of review that. See if it still holds or if you need to add to it or tweak it or, or whatever. I find that with a lot of people, and we did a whole a whole podcast on catalyst versus calling, a lot of people start homeschooling for one reason. And then as they get into it, God really enlarges their vision of what he actually wants them to do. So that why statement can always grow. You can always add to it. You can always tweak it because God is going to refine your vision. But it is so, so important to have that. So if you have never taken the time to write that why statement, if you have never really thought through why you're doing this, and I think in in the culture in which we live where so many people have joined the homeschool ranks, and for a lot of them, they truly feel like homeschooling has just been thrust upon them, like they all of their other choices are taken away because they want something more for their children than is available in the public schools now. They don't want a lot of stuff that's happening in the public schools now. Or, you know, the pandemic changes. All of these things kind of thrust a lot of new people into the homeschooling arena. 
And so I want to encourage you to take the time to really boil down to why you would do this. Because if you are just doing this homeschool thing, changing your life, changing your kids' lives as a reaction to something, like as a knee-jerk, pull them out, let's do something different, it's going to be really hard to sustain that when there are days that are discouraging or difficult or you're tired or whatever. Um, And so I want you to be successful. And to do that, you need to have a bigger reason for why you're doing this than just reacting against something. So really pray that God gives you insight. I'll tell you just a few. For, For my family, we started homeschooling for really the same reason that we continued to homeschool. So our reason didn't change. It just expanded as God gave us a bigger vision. But we started homeschooling because we knew that our time with our children was short and we wanted to take advantage of every opportunity that we could to pass on knowledge and faith and foundation and character and all of these things to them. The best way to do that, as we have talked about the entire month of July on the podcast, is to be present, is to take advantage of of opportunities. And so being present, one great tool for that is homeschooling our children. And so that was what really jump-started us, a discipleship focus, a wanting to do things to equip them to, to have a great relationship with us, to have a great relationship with the Lord, to love people, to love God, to, to order their lives in that sort of a way. As we, as we continued this exercise, we were amazed at the opportunities that God gave us because we took that simple step of obedience to say yes to homeschooling and to reorder our lives and our children's lives in that way. God has opened doors uh, for us to travel, for us to minister, for us to serve, for us to do things together that we would have never, ever even asked for, but he is so good and his ways are so much better and higher and bigger than ours. So our official reason, our official why has been to to shepherd our children's hearts, to prepare them to love God and love people, and then also to prepare them well to walk through whatever door God opens in the days ahead. So that part of our why statement really caused us to invest in academics to make sure that we were keeping them accountable to work on their character. We didn't want to do anything that would close a door for them in the days ahead. And by God's grace, we've now graduated three. They're all in college and pursuing um, pursuing the next big thing that God has for them. And it is so exciting to see how God can take the feeble offering that we bring him when all those days that I felt like I was failing and I, you know, they would never be ready for the next stage or whatever. God weaves that all together and he is so faithful and he can be trusted. So I I want you to take time. The best way, and I talk about this a ton in the Heart School class, now would be a great time to get the Heart School class if you've not done it yet, because that is another tool to help you start this new homeschool year off really, really well. It's going to get you solidified in your foundation. It's going to help you invest in relationships. And then it's going to show you how those things will inform the nuts and bolts of what you're doing. So um, I'll leave a link for the Heart School class in the show notes, but just go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash heart school and you can get that there as well. But as we talk about our foundation and our big why, I always encourage parents to do this together. Talk to your spouse Figure out why, what you want to accomplish, why you're doing this. Write that down because there are going to be days that are discouraging and that are difficult and that you're going to question um, 
whether you're doing the right thing or not. That is normal. Everybody hits those days. And having something solid that you can go back to, whether it is written on paper or just written on your heart, that you know that you two are on the same page and that you're going in the same direction is really, really will be helpful for you. Um, But I also want to encourage you as you go into this homeschool year that those days that are difficult, always remember that the difficulties and the hurts are always outweighed by the benefits and the joys that come by spending this time with your kids. So you all are going to have the opportunity over the next nine months, well, actually, you know, for the rest of your life, but during the homeschool year, as we're talking about, over the next nine months or so, um, you're going to have the opportunity to grow together, to learn together, to do things together in a way that's very unique. And it's going to strengthen your relationships. It's going to help you all have great conversations. You are in for an amazing, amazing adventure. Um, And if you're listening to this and you haven't pulled the trigger yet, like you are so interested in homeschooling, but to actually make that step is just more than you you can even wrap your head around right now. I encourage you to take that step. We had a theme within Teach Them Diligently in 365 several years ago about living boldly stepping out in faith, doing boldly what God has called you to do, um, and just trusting him every step of the way. Now is a great time to do that. So take that step of obedience if God is is laying that on your heart. But absolutely, as you're kicking off this new homeschool year, take the time to solidify in your heart and mind what your why is. That also, just as kind of an aside, on those days that your children may request to go back to school or ask why they're not in school or whatever, that happens from time to time. That gives you a good starting point to have that conversation with your kids. This is why we're doing it. This is what we're going for. Most of the time, you're going to find that your kids recognize that they've got a really good thing going. The flexibility with homeschooling, the fun in learning that they're able to have, the lack of the friction points and the stress that comes with school so often. Um, So they've got a really good thing going. But on those days when they get a little dissatisfied or discontent, this why statement is a really good tool to have good conversations with them and not be at a loss for what to say. So step number one, know why you're doing this. Really reinforce that in your heart and mind. Share that with your children. Being on the same page with your spouse, it goes a long, long way. The second thing that I want you to think about as we're jump-starting the school year is to really define your goals. Think about where you want to be at the end of this school year. And this could involve academic, you know, I want to I want to achieve this, I want to do this, whatever it has to do with that with academics. I want to have a heartfelt conversation with my children, each of them every single day. Well, if you have that as a goal, that is going to determine how you spend your days. That is going to really change the way that you look at what you're doing. You're going to look for those opportunities and you're going to set your days up with that in mind. A goal could be by the end of this year, I want us to take a massive field trip across the country. And so you're going to start setting everything up where you're you're looking for ways you're to, to make that happen financially, where you are kind of planning it out with your kids and studying new ways to or new things that would be along your route, whatever. That would be a goal that you could set. But whatever that goal is or those goals are, now is a good time to set them out. You know, when... Um, 
I, I tell the story a lot or I use the the illustration a lot. I go out on rides with my kids often. And we'll just play the left-right game, you know, turn left here, turn right here, never knowing really where we're going. We're just out to ride and have fun together, talk. It's a great, it's one of my favorite things to do with my kids. Well, David too. But that's not getting us anywhere. If we're heading out on a road trip, if we're going somewhere, then we map it out. We know where we're going and we know all the the turns and and things that we need to do along the way to get there. So I want to encourage you not to approach your homeschool year as just a ride with your kids. Rather, set out those goals, that direction that you want to take, and then set some infrastructure in place to help you get there. That, again, is going to inform your days, which will give a lot more peace about what you're doing. So another thing that I used to do with my children every year was I would actually sit down with each one of them individually and ask what their goals are. That's helping them think more long-term, and it gives you the great opportunity of helping them stay accountable, giving giving them little things that move them in the direction of what they really want to accomplish, and that's going to help them get more excited about what they're doing. It's going to give them a sense of accomplishment and achievement. It's going to help grow their sense of I can do this and independence. So all of those things work together really, really well. So number one, again, make sure that you know why you're doing this. Number two, get an idea of what your goals are and how you're going to reach them. Don't go into a new homeschool year with no idea of where you want to be at the end because that is a surefire way to be frustrated and discontent all along the way because you don't know if you're getting where you want to go because you don't even know where you want to go. So set out some benchmarks, some goals. Um, David's actually written an ebook about goal setting for parents, and I would highly recommend that you download that. I will leave a a link in the show notes um, to get that book, but that's going to walk you through how to set goals for your family, um, and then you can easily modify that and make that applicable for your um, homeschool efforts this year. So number two, define some goals. Number three is we're going to move shift a little bit in our focus here because when you're homeschooling, you find or you're going to find, you have found that every 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 area of your life is going to be impacted by this decision. So your your marriage is going to be impacted. The way that you run your house is going to be impacted. The the way that you in, get engaged at church is going to be impacted. All of these things are impacted because all of a sudden you are now holding down this full-time job of educating your children on top of your full-time job of running your house and serving at church and doing all of these things that that all of us are involved in and doing. So to keep yourself with sanity, to to help bring some calm and, and peace back to your home, I want you to set up some non-negotiables for this school year. What are some things that if you can just do these things every day that you know that you have had a measure of success that's going to open the door for you to invest in other things? Let me tell you what I'm talking about. These these are things, or what I'm thinking here is things that sometimes we have to make concessions and, and let go of some big expectations that we have normally had. For those of us that are more perfectionistic, we like everything to be just so. Sometimes we have to let go of those ideals because it's just no longer really feasible with the new way that our family is functioning. But you can get 
a, a lot of things done and build a lot of infrastructure to make it so much better. So in our family, you know, just a few things that we did that really, really helped. Number one is I found that if I could have the kitchen cleaned before I would go to bed, that made all the difference in the world because I could get up in the morning, go down, get my coffee before I have my devotions. And I'm not immediately met with this sense of overwhelm because there's a mess with a sense of failure before I even start my day. Um, that little act of just making sure that the kitchen, the dishes are done, the counters are wiped down. I like to make my coffee at night so that it's ready for me in the morning. All of these things, um, just go a long way towards adding a measure of peace and, and calmness to our family. So that was one of mine, has always been one of mine. A second thing that was one of mine was I assigned everybody zones. So I have four children. I was able to set up four zones in our house. And this was not like keeping their room clean or, you know, getting up, making their bed, that sort of thing. No, this was areas of the home that on any given day they were responsible for. So when they were younger, um, we would have, you know, family room, living room, swishing and swiping the bathroom, and the foyer and the stairs, for example. And these kind of shifted as as their ages changed. But after dinner, I would have, or we would have a five, 10 minute time when everyone went to straighten up and tidy their zones, put stuff away, just kind of bring things back to a normal, peaceful looking environment. Now, because of all the things that we were doing and all the things that we were wedging into our day, I had to let go of some of the deep cleaning. I didn't get to it as often as I liked. Um, I had to let go of some of my perfect ideals of what I thought other people expected of my home. But by just taking five, 10 minutes every evening to pick up the trash, to pick up the things, you know, when you kind of back up and you see the mess in your house, most of the time it's just stuff that didn't get addressed during the day. It's just trash or things that didn't get put up. So if you just bookmark a few minutes, we did it after dinner, where everybody just for really quickly tidies everything up, you are able in record time to get that cleaned up to where you're able to go back and just enjoy the rest of your evening. When the kids got older and they weren't at always at home for dinner because of work schedules or whatever, that just became before you go to bed, get your zone tidied up. Now that they're in college and it's all kinds of chaos of in and out, it looks very, very different. But what we are able to do now because of all those years of zone training is if someone is coming over or if we need to get tidied up really quickly, we can literally get our house pulled together in about five minutes. And it is like a miracle that we can go from, from not tidy to tidy really, really quickly. Those zones was a phenomenal tool to to just straighten things up. I I don't know if you're like me, although I am almost positive you are. In a chaotic home, in a place where there is a lot of mess, there's a lot of clutter, there's a lot of things going on out of where they should be. It is almost impossible for me to to focus, to concentrate. I'm always pulled off with the different things that need my attention. And it's really really hard for the kids to 
excel in an environment like that. And so by allowing these messes to continue, we're actually making ourselves frustrated, but we're also in a lot of ways holding them back because they too are distracted by all of these different things. So super quick way to to bring calm, bring focus, help you have a sense of accomplishment in your day while also giving your kids a much cleaner palette to learn in, a much cleaner environment, more straight, less distraction. So five, 10 minutes every evening after the di- after dinner, set up some zones, really, really awesome, non-negotiable. F- a final non-negotiable for me would have been having my bed made every day. You know, I hardly ever got back up to my room during a homeschool day, but when I did, if my bed was made, there was, again, just kind of a little area of calm where I could already see I had accomplished something on those days when maybe I was struggling with feeling like I was getting a whole lot done. Um, so so these, just whatever it looks like in your house, I just wanted to give you some examples of things that we did as the kids were growing up, but just setting two or three non-negotiables in your day will give you things that you can check off super easy, they build routines for your family, they bring an amazing sense of calm and confidence to your homeschool day for all parties, and it allows you to be hospitable, it opens the door for you to have children in. You know, a lot of us talk about we want our house to be the place where everybody wants to come play. This is a big part of that. I now have, uh, we joke about it, we have people in our home every single day of our life, and that is not an exaggeration. That was all built through the years as we just opened our door all the time and this these zones was a great tool for getting the children involved in that ministry and letting them have a part of it. So set up those non-negotiables. It makes a huge, huge, huge difference in just countless ways. So To review, before we get to our very last one, number one, know your why. Make sure that you've worked that out. Number two, know your goals. Set some goals for this year. See how you're going to get there. Number three, get those non-negotiables designed and then get your kids on board to actually make these things successful. And then finally, number four, set up a morning routine. Um, If you can start your day well, your whole day will have a good foundation to to sit on. If you get up and things are chaotic from the very beginning, it's really hard to get your feet on the ground and, and kind of recover from that. So setting up a morning routine is really, really important. At every stage of our children's lives, I would get up before them. I would have my devotions time. Now, sometimes when they were very, very little, they'd be right there with me. But, and I talk about this so, so many different times and and many different ways, kids can learn that you're having your devotions and they need to be respectful. They could sit in the floor and read their own books. They can, they can do their thing. There's, you know, your, your devotions time can look a little different at different seasons, but prioritize getting in God's word every day. It is the most important part of your day, bar none. So I would always get up early, have my devotions, well, have my coffee and devotions. That's a, an important distinction there. That was a really big deal because um, I just enjoy that that warm beverage. I would then get them up as they were kind of going about their morning routine. If they were old enough or if David was here, I often took a walk where I could 
um, just pray or think and plan my day. Um, as they got older, a lot of times uh, I was listening to a podcast or a 365 audio, something, some kind of uh, education for me for that day, just to give me new ideas to kind of keep things fresh. And then, you know, when you come home or when I would come home, we would have our breakfast and that was when we would all share what we learned in our devotions. We had great conversations talking about what God had taught us, how we were growing and changing. And it it um, it really set in them the standard that that you get up, you have your devotions, and then you talk about it. And I didn't realize as we were going through how God would use that. But for our kids who lived with me and David, they naturally assumed that all Christians got up and had their devotions and then talked about it because that's what we did. And so we as parents have a phenomenal opportunity to pass on what is normal, what we want them to think of as normal, by what we're modeling. And we've talked about that in a number of different podcasts and uh, throughout Heart School and 365 and so on. But it's really, really important that we are modeling what we want to see in them. And this morning routine gives us a great opportunity for that. After we would have our our morning time at the table, we then go into kind of our living subjects. And so we would cuddle up on the couch and do Bible and literature and history and science and all of those things that we could do together. And we would have some great conversations, great discussions, and really start our learning day off in a way that was gentle and enjoyable and where we were all learning together and it was exciting and fun. And we would do our project stuff or unit studies or whatever during those morning times. And that morning morning session where we were all cuddled up on the couch reading and doing our thing could last for an hour to two or three hours, just depending on how deep we were going into this stuff. But it was always amazingly valuable time. And when you go back and you think about what your goals were, if you said, I want a goal of having a deep discussion with my children every day, this automatically sets you up for success in that. So this morning routine can really be strategic in helping you meet your goals. I want to be growing and changing. I want to be becoming more like the Lord. I want to learn something new every day. All of those things fit into my morning routine as I would get up, get in God's word, walk, take care of my health, listen to podcasts or 365 audio so I was learning something new, share what I was having in my devotions, have these great conversations over these living subjects with my children. All of this stuff was helping me accomplish my goals for for personal and homeschool growth and then also setting our homeschool days on a great, great, loving, gentle foundation, which removes so much friction from your day. Then I would let the kids go play for a while, get some energy out, and we'd come back and we'd tackle the subjects that they needed to do individually, math, sometimes, you know, grammar, writing, stuff like that, that they needed to do individually. So those are just some some four really quick ways to start this homeschool year off on the very best foot that you possibly can. And I hope they've been an encouragement and a help to you. So I I want to to really once again ask you to join us in TTD 365. I cannot overstate how helpful it will be for you and your family, um, the growth opportunities that it will provide, the community, the education that it will provide, of just helping you actually meet those goals in a much easier way than you've done before. Um, so take advantage of that. Teachthemdiligently.net forward slash join TTD 365 is where you can learn about that. 
Um, again, I hope to see you at one of our events coming up. Uh, we'll be in San Diego. We'll be in Washington, D.C. We have some others in the works for this fall and then a whole litany of events after the first of the year. Also, if you're a 365 member or you're thinking about joining, we have a lot of retreats coming up. We'll be in Murfreesboro, Tennessee in August, Waco, Texas in September. We'll be in Ohio, in the Amish country of Ohio in October, and then we will be in South Carolina in November. So great retreats coming up, lots of opportunities to gather, to grow together, to set this homeschool year off on a great foot. So have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events, and then throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.